Hello, hello, my friend. I have to say that I am over the moon full of joy because here we explain how to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He is the Son of the Most High God and also how to commit your life to Him. And it's not by coincidence or mere happenstance that you are listening. It is by divine appointment. Now, a lot of times people hear divine appointment and they think like, what does that mean? Does that mean, you know, you are here by a Christian? No, it doesn't work that way. God didn't make robots. You have a choice to make. And in this divine appointment, that means that right here, right now, for such a time as this, you can commit your life to Jesus Christ. Understand that we are living in very interesting times, prophetic times. Prophecies are happening left and right. We are a last day's generation. And what's so beautiful about these events is to remember that 2,000 years ago, give or take a couple years, Jesus Christ says, I tell you these things before they happen so that when they happen, you might believe. That's how much he loves you. He wants you to believe, but he doesn't force it. We, you and me, we have to choose him. People get mad at me all the time. Oh, you teach easy believism. You teach easy believism. But let me ask you a question. What's hard about belief in Jesus Christ? What's hard about it? When you read the book of Acts and people would go to Peter, they would go to the apostles, they would ask, what must we do to be saved? And what you don't see Peter saying, you don't see Peter responding to that question by saying, well, you have to remember the catechisms. You have to recite these things. You have to write a report so that you can understand what you're doing. You, when when the Ethiopian asked Philip, you know, well, well what's stopping? What, what, why, why can't I do this? Why not? Why not right now? I'm paraphrasing. But Philip, the evangelist, when you read the book of Acts, he doesn't say, well, you have to memorize the catechisms and you got to do this and do this and give a big speech. And, you know, we, we got to make sure that you know what you're doing. No, he says, if you believe in your heart, then let's handle business. Let's do it right here, right now. Receive Jesus Christ. It's so powerful. You know, the people get mad. Oh, that's easy believism. But what's hard? What's hard about believing in Jesus Christ? And Oh, we just want to make sure that, that people know what they're doing. But let, let, when you believe in Jesus Christ and he grows you, he stretches you and he grows you spiritually. Nobody knows exactly what their walk is going to look like. You walk with Jesus Christ. You don't know how he's going to call you. You don't know how he's going to use you. The reason why people say, oh, you got to memorize this and you got to write this report. We, we want to make sure you know what you're doing. The reason why is because they themselves are oftentimes pastors. They don't want to teach truth and they don't want to teach on the hard-hitting things when you see the sex and the drugs and the alcohol and you know pastors who are molesting kids you see that in the church today which is another sign of the last days when the church becomes crazy the the church prophetically speaking becomes crazy town it is called the apostasy which will come to pass and it is already happening And you have these pastors that don't want to say, hey, this is sin. Don't do that. And if you do do that, you are leaven. And we're going to call the police. We're going to prosecute. And you don't see pastors doing that. Why? Because they're scaredy cats. They are hirelings. But with growth and maturity in Christ, it comes the, the death of the old nature. The death of the old nature. Why? Because we're born again in Christ. 
So people get mad at me all the time. Oh, you teach easy believism. That's easy believism. And then people get mad at me too. Oh, you can tell people about Jesus Christ and you can desire them to come to the Lord and receive him as Lord. But don't you dare mention hell. What do you? What? Don't mention hell? In John chapter 3, verse 16, a lot of people know this verse. But in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's what the Bible says. Whoever, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I love John 3, 17, the very next verse. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, through Jesus, might be saved. So my question is this. Saved from what? Saved from what? A bad day? Hurt feelings? Saved from what? It's saved from hell. Eternal separation from the Lord. Burning, weeping, gnashing of teeth, eternal damnation, saved from hell. People get mad. Oh, you teach easy believism and then also don't mention hell. Don't do you dare mention hell. Why not? It's a very real place, hell, eternal separation from the Lord. And when we are, there are two births in the life of a believer, two births. The first birth is born of the flesh. That's when you, the Lord forms us in our mother's womb. And we come out of our mother's womb and we are born into Adam is what the Bible describes it as born into Adam. It's born into sin. And the wages of sin is death. But then there's another birth for the believer. And it's when there's belief in Jesus Christ, a supernatural event happens. In John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus Christ says, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Two births for the believer. And if you're listening right now, you just have one birth that's born into Adam. But in this divine appointment, you can have this second birth. And that is born again. It's belief in Jesus Christ. It's spiritual. Jesus Christ, when you read the Gospels, he would ask even of his disciples, do you believe I am the Son of God? I like to think of this question. Will you marry me? I know that sounds weird. But it points to a life that is fully committed to him. But then at the same time, remember that in Christ, those who are believers, we are referred to in the Bible as the bride of Christ, which is very forward looking because the marriage hasn't happened yet. But we're waiting for the return of Jesus Christ, the bridegroom. There is a marriage of the bride unto him, which is a future event. Does that mean that we receive Jesus Christ and then go back to the old life? I don't listen, I don't care about your past. I don't care sex, drugs, alcohol, the occult, Satanism, you know, Buddhism, whatever it is. I don't care about the former life. Now, it, it, even murder. Now, if you committed murder, receive Jesus Christ, and then you have to fess up. Call the police. You probably go to prison. You can start your prison ministry. You know, I mean, be you know, grow in the Lord, 
learn and mature. But we have to reap what we have sown. A lot of times people think, okay, I'm going to become a believer and everything's going to be fine and dandy. Everything's going to return to this and return to that. Everything's going to be glorious. Everything's going to be beautiful. But let me tell you something. In this life, this world is at enmity with God. When you become a Christian, when you become a Christian, there's a crosshairs all over you, on your back, on your head, on your chest, on your legs, on your arm. There's crosshairs all over. You know why? Because Satan wants to kill you. When you're not a believer, Satan doesn't care because he knows he's going to take you to hell. But when you become a believer, Satan knows, uh-oh, uh-oh, I got to get this guy. I got to get this gal. And I say to you, don't let that happen. We have to fight. We have to fight with the full armor of God. The whole nine yards, the breastplate, the helmet, the shield, and the sword. And we fight. We engage. Spiritual warfare. Straight up, spiritual warfare. These days are evil and Satan knows his time is short. And he roams around like a lion waiting for whom he may devour. But who are the ones who will say, not on my watch? As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Or even, as for me, I will serve the Lord. You see, and it's so beautiful because you know when we're born again in Christ, it means that we are new creations in Christ. And for you and me together to live in the newness of Christ and to reckon the old man dead and for you to reckon the old woman dead. You know, if you're male, reckon the old man dead. If you're female, reckon the old woman dead. You say, wait a second, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a drug addict. Okay, that's nice. You believe in Jesus Christ? No more drugs. Re that's the old nature. Reckon the old man dead. Oh, I'm an alcoholic. I love my Jim Beam, my whiskey, all these different things. Okay, that's fine. That's the old man. That's the old woman. And that guy's dead in Christ. The new guy, the new gal is lives, lives in the newness of Christ, honoring him, glorifying him. Not the old nature, the new man, the new woman. Now, my question to you is this. Do you believe? Do you believe? And we have to be straight up. We have to be, you know, it's, it's so powerful because there's the acknowledgement of sin to recognize that, yes, you are a sinner. Yes, I am a sinner. And then we believe in Jesus Christ. And just like the Bible says, just like Jesus Christ says, go and sin no more. Now, a lot of times people think, okay, that does that mean that we can be sinless? No. But as we grow, we can sin less and less and less as we together move on to perfection. You see? Do you believe? I'm going to say a prayer. And if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and you want to commit your life to Jesus Christ right here, right now in this divine appointment, I want you to repeat these words after me. I don't care. You know, people are with you. I don't care. They want to make fun of you. I don't care. When Jesus Christ says, you know, if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my Father. Now, if you're driving, pull over. <laughs> I'm going to say a prayer. And you repeat these words after me verbally. Here we go. Dear Jesus, 
Please forgive me, Lord, for all of my sins. I confess to you that I have sinned against you. I ask you to cleanse me and wash me by your blood. And I receive you by faith as my Lord and my Savior. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you prayed this prayer with me, you are born again. You woke up this morning born into Adam, and today you are born into Christ, born again. Happy birthday, my brother, my sister. Happy birthday. Now, I'm going to read something in the book of Ephesians, or actually Galatians, I'm sorry. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 24, Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor, for you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. This is the supernatural event that just happened right here and right now. This is the supernatural event that just happened. You are sons and daughters of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And I say to you this day, welcome to the family. My beautiful brother, my beautiful sister, welcome to the family. Now what? Now what? Well, listen to the messages. Listen to the messages that are on these podcasts because God called me to teach you. Purpose in your heart to listen to our studies through 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians because it will help you. It will help you understand, but it will also help you to be firmly planted, to grow and to understand. And together, together, you and me, along with all who believe, are awaiting the day, the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord, Son of the Most High God, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God bless you, my beautiful brother, my beautiful sister. God bless you. I love you.